That might be one of the saddest claps I personally have ever done in my life. Hello and welcome to Bobcast. <laughs> I am your host, Dustin. Oh, we're not putting up episode, episode numbers. This? I don't know. God, I don't. Hmm. Hmm. Well, let's see. Since uh, let's see, the hard drive ate uh, several episodes. Uh, I think your number. Yeah, might those be don't up. count. Those numbers are lost. We're just gonna retcon them. This is gonna be episode three ninety six. Four more until episode four hundred, and I am finally freed from this genie curse. Yeah, and you get another hundred to see how that goes. God, no. I'm your host, Dustin, and with me today is Larry. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, there was a Grim Reaper standing outside of Dustin's computer, and he argued with him, and the hard drive lost. And Ben. Yo, what's up? Uh, and you can find show notes for this whatever the hell we do at projecthari.net or audioentropy.com it's called a uh, controlled crash yeah i'm just going to yeah i'm going to drive this thing right into the ocean <laughs> well with some uh, of the anime we're reviewing this week yeah i could see where it was heading for a deep drink let's talk about dr stone you guys do that episodes 21 through 22 um that's some good stuff there that's oh yeah okay i figured i i i I remember i i got like what the old craftsman dude's name is his name is kaseki ah right yes all right that guy yeah i forgot his name last i forgot his name last episode but now i got it (laughs) yeah like these let's see here i'm trying to remember I feel like I'm forgetting something, but the part of these two episodes that stick out to me is the fact that they figure out how to make a, basically a hydroelectric dam, not exactly as fancy as an actual dam, but like they manage to generate like electricity through water power, Um, but then they have an issue where they can't make the bulbs that they need because they're the material burns out or like ruptures <coughs> the glass well yeah they ran into the same pro they ran into the same problem that edison did when he tried to when he tried to make the light bulb which is that he couldn't find that he couldn't find the right material for a filament until uh well until uh, until he hit upon tungsten yeah oh now i remember what i forgot yeah the the, the second the Episode 22 was about them spelunking into the depths uh, to find some tungsten and other minerals. Right. And also magma learning to be a team player and not kill someone by shoving them off a cliff. (laughs) So, you know, progress. Uh, And I already knew. There's Aaron making a comment. I told you so. Well... Well, there, there were, well, there were some still, okay, they actually made the, they actually made the, uh, like, they actually made the hydro, they, they made the hydroelectric dam at the end of episode 20, uh, or the, the, the water wheel at, oh, at the yeah, end of episode yeah, okay. 20, and then, and all this kind of blurs together, because the, the delineations between 
plot lines isn't as well, distinct as it can well, be because, in some shows. Well, it's because in the beginning of episode 21, they recap what they did in episode 20. Oh, that's why. Okay. Um. Yeah, because they sort of they they sort of basically sort of they they sort of reran the last the last couple minutes of uh, the last couple minutes of episode twenty and the first couple minutes of episode twenty one. So they kind of overlap in terms of the events that they cover. Okay. Uh. But yeah, but. <clears throat> <clears throat> But it's all about, uh, yeah, yeah, Senk, like, episode 21, yeah, it's all about, uh, <laughs> Senku having to, getting the villagers to make various things, uh. Yeah, and just getting stuck on the light bulb part. Also, I should note, it has been, uh, well, with the release of episode 23 that came out, just before we started recording this podcast um it has now been uh let's see 17 episodes since taiju and yuziria have shown up where are they uh hiatus or hawaii they're still in uh they're still in sukasa's uh uh in sukasa's kingdom yeah presumably you'd think we would have checked up on them at least a little bit, because, like, Sukasa has gotten some screen time. Uh, no, well, okay, Th- this, <clears throat> uh, yeah, this tracks with the manga, because the manga, basically, uh, <clears throat> basically, uh, Taiju and Yuzuriha basically disappear until, uh, until Senku actually finishes making the radio. Okay. <clears throat> Wow. All right. <laughs> well, yeah. I think it's because what happened was is that the author, yeah, the author sort of, uh, you know, he figured out he was on the wrong track pretty early on, and then course corrected. That's the impression that I got. That's as for why uh, Taiju and Yuzuriha fell out so fast. Maybe I don't know. I. I would have liked to see the parallel storylines be a little more parallel as opposed to like, all right, everybody, it's the Senku show now. Senku and only Senku. Yeah. Those are two protagonists being introduced. Uh, don't do gives a shit. Gee, <laughs> um, tell us what maybe that's you just really me, feel. though. But it's just weird to me. Uh, yeah, well... Like it, it's not something I tend to think about like during the episode, but when I look up look up through the whole story arc, like if I was if I was reviewing reviewing the story arc so far as a whole, <laughs> it would definitely be a moment where I'd like say, "Hey, sure is weird that these two just vanish well, for like over a dozen episodes." Okay, well, yeah, it was like that in the original manga, but there was a payoff. When they All finally right. caught up with them, when they finally caught up with, when they finally caught up with them, it, there was a payoff. I suppose I will yet reserve my judgment. Although I'm, although based on the pacing, based on the pacing I'm seeing, that's probably not going to happen until next season. Are you kidding me? I mean, let's see. I mean, this season's only supposed to is let's see is only supposed to is only like got two more episodes, right? 
that's like. Yeah. <clears throat> that's what the guide says. Yes. Yeah, that's that's not going to be nearly enough to finish off the war arc. Let's see that. Like, it's going to be rush, rush, let rush. Let me put it this way: Imagine like you were watching Gundam Wing, and like they introduce like Hero Yui and Duo Maxwell and Quattro Bagina, whatever the hell his last name is, I can't remember. He's got a weird ass name, and like <laughs> no, and like after episode after episode like six. Like, Duo and Quattro just, like, go somewhere. And then, like, like Hero sends them on an important mission or something. It's, like, it's very crucial. You, like, I don't know, <coughs> blow up the space station. And then you just don't hear back from them, like, for the entire rest of the season. Well, That'd be weird, right? That's, al- like, <laughs> that, that's almost like Dragon Ball, where the guy goes... As Krillin goes to screw in a light bulb, next episode of Dragon Ball Z, Krillin disappears. Yes. Uh, I think it is weird. It, it, it is weird, but uh, it mostly works in the context of Doctor Stone because, like, uh, yeah, it's fine. He's got new best friends now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say. <laughs> Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, tw- episode 21 and 22, like, they're fine. I'm, I don't know, like, it, Dr. Stone at this point is getting into, like, a very predictable rut. And, like, it's not as charming as it once was. Like, the 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 strength of the characters themselves are keeping me into it, but, like... Uh, Again, we have had, like, almost an entire season that's literally just, like, Senku invents a new thing and continues progressing on the tech tree. Like, only broken up by the brief tournament arc. Well, it sounds more like, uh, instead of a rut, that sounds more like a rut row. Well, and it's, it's getting a little tiring. <laughs> no, nah, I think the, uh... Well, the, the yeah, the, okay, yeah, the, uh, like, you know, Senku and his tech tree, that's, yeah, that's, that has kind of limit, that's kind of, there's sort of a limit to how much you can do with that, but I think the character moments are still, the character moments are still strong in this show. Yeah, I just wish they'd, like, I just wish they'd switch up the framework that they use to, like, do those care to like i wish they'd switch up the structure that those character moments are like hung on a, a little more than they actually do you know are you implying it needs better storytelling eh. i think yeah i'd say so like the dialogue is solid like that that's totally fine but yeah like the actual story skeleton that that you know that forms the bones of the meat that is the dialogue. Like, it's... You know, sometimes you just want to look at a different type of skeleton occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um... <clears throat> <laughs> ruh <Ruh-ruh. laughs> uh, I think I think... Yeah, that's, that's actually good. Gets, gets back to one of my old, uh... Like... 
one of one of my principle one of my one of my, one of my principles is that structure is king. Yeah, I mean, one one of the one of the things that makes Hunter Hunter unique, for example, and I think one of the reasons why, uh, like you proselytize for it so much is because Hunter Hunter like like switching things up a lot, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but like. <laughs> and now Aaron is dunking on Hunter Hunter's release date times, but uh, like, like for for example, um, like I wouldn't say I'd say the Greed Island arc uh, that I've been working my way through isn't the most interesting that they've done, but it is very different from like the York New City arc. Like, they were, they're experimenting a lot. Uh, and even if it doesn't always work, it's still nice to see. Whereas, like, again, with Dr. Stone, it's mostly just been, like, Dr. Stone, Senku needs to make a thing, and he gets his buddies to help him. <laughs> uh, and, like, there's, a, and there's, like, a minor obstruction that they need to overcome before they can make things. Chi-chi. Oh. And that's that's kind of just what they have gone with for the vast majority of this season. Again, barring like the very first few episodes, the tournament arc, and like the one weird ass flashback <laughs> to the people on the space station. So, in other words, they did a great job of getting you hooked, but now they won't let you go. Uh, I think. <clears throat> I think. I think that it's more like I still like it, but I'm almost thinking like maybe I should just wait and like skip ahead to when they finally get somewhere, <laughs> you know? Um, actually, yeah, <clears throat> I think the as far as I can tell, I think what's going to happen is is that this season is going to end with uh, <clears throat> with like them about to go to war, and then like the next season will cover the the next season will cover the big war. Uh, oh hell yeah! <laughs> and uh, yeah, so the next season is gonna start off <laughs> with a bang. It's gonna it's gonna start off with a bang. Perhaps not a literal, maybe not a literal bang though, because no. like Senku doesn't have any gunpowder left. Well, also Senku, also the whole point, also the whole point of like Senku's whole shtick is that. He tries to do as much as possible without any fighting. Yeah. <clears throat> well. <clears throat> well, no, it's, it's there was a actually Digibro had has kind of an interesting thing uh, on so he he's got various YouTube videos where he talks about the otaku hero's journey and and. And the whole thing about his, his like sort of his conception of like the otaku hero is the otaku hero tries to save everyone and does and refuses to sacrifice anyone. Huh. And and so Senku kind of sort of sort of kind of fits that archetype. In that you know he, he doesn't in that. You know he doesn't. 
Yeah, he 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 basically wants to do as much as possible without actually killing anybody. And yeah, which like I think that's fine. Yeah, like it makes sense for his character. Right, because uh, what he's trying to do is he's trying to is he's trying to save all of humanity. What I would like to see uh, the show eventually explore with that sort of idea is what happens when an invention that Senku makes gets used for violence? Because that's... Because, you know, that's... that. Yeah, but that's uh, that's not like a, a thing that Senku invented. It's like a person with their own free will. Like, what happens when Senku makes something for the good of humanity that also can do horrific things? Because, like, that's... That's a common problem with technology. And eventually the show is going to have to, like, address that if it wants to be honest. Yeah, the better mousetrap thing has its uh, issues. So. Well, I am still... I am still on board for this on board for these uh, for this show, and I'm giving these episodes fives. I mean, I still like the show. I just I don't know. <laughs> it's just getting like a little samey lately. Uh, um, storytelling, I'll, basically. I'll give these I'll give these episodes threes. Like they were they were fine. I, I just, just let's please move on. <laughs> To something to a new story arc. Uh, anyway, oh god, what's next? I lost my place. B-stars. Oh right, B stars. Speaking of shows doing a thing, I would rather they not do. <laughs> All right, I'll start out positive first. The cold open of B stars, episode seven with the chicken, talking about how proud they are of their good tasting eggs, is one of the best scenes i have seen an anime show like a, a show this season do like straight up it it's, it's fantastic i love it and especially i've never seen a chicken sweating how her eggs turn out it's god it's the most adorable thing um and lugosi likes her eggs but he doesn't know that they're her eggs yeah, well, I mean, you can't you can't give that away. Oh no, you can't bring attention to yourself. Well, I don't know. I I know a certain rabbit that's bringing attention to a lot of people. That's for them. Um. Well, the, the part I liked. Yeah, speaking of the. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Larry. I was going to say the 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 one thing I liked is when uh, Juno was cleaning up and uh, Lewis walked in on her and. Juno kind of stated, uh, don't think you're the top dog around here because I got plans of my own. Oh, that's when she's, uh, practice, she's doing dance practice with Louie. Yeah, and uh, she decides that she's going to make it very evident that, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of things that she wants in life, including uh, where Louie is. Of course, Lily drops a line on her saying, yeah, some things you want you might get, but other things you want, don't be so sure about. Juno is good. Juno, it's weird that Juno is the character I'm most interested in. Though I guess not that weird, because like, 
I like Lugosi as a person. But, <laughs> good lord, has he had barely any development since the first time we've seen him. Like, he... And it doesn't help that, like, the direction the show is going, especially with episode 8, is tying him into, like, this interlocking love triangle. Well, uh, Where, like... I, I think the one place that they they went that, as far as I'm concerned, they didn't have to go was the uh, bunny porn magazine. I thought that was actually kind of cool. I think... Well, okay, I... I, I'm not, I, I'm not, I have mixed... I have mixed feelings about it. Like... I, I'm, I think the way I think the way it was pre, it was initially presented was like kind of silly, but I do like the idea of Lagosi like buying a thing to try and figure out like exactly what the heck his feelings are like him trying to figure out like are are my feelings actually just you know straight up sexual or is there like something else going on here well you know he could uh, instead of a porn mag with the portrayed picture on the front of it a swimsuit issue would probably you know skimpy swimsuit issue would probably been just as uh captivating since he's pretty much seen all there is to see of a certain bunny i mean maybe but also like it doesn't really get across like exactly what he was trying to do like uh, again i think the fact that it was played up so much for last was like a little awkward and i think muddled the whole point of it uh yeah probably but i do like the idea of of him like trying to like you know figure out through testing you know, what exactly he is feeling. It's a very Lugosi thing to do. It's like, let's do some scientific tests on myself by buying this magazine. Well, like, then, do I get anything from this? Well, I guess the other thing is, is uh, when he, uh, uh, when the lights go out and he goes looking for Haru and uh, finds her, which... That's all. That's more wanting to make sure that Haru didn't ended up lunch for somebody. But uh, then Juno follows him, and she starts putting numbers together in her head, and that's like, wait a minute. <coughs> I don't know. This is uh, strange. And since uh, we're not getting any previews, uh, I you know it's like okay, great, another cold open. I wonder what's going to happen next. Whether it be the chicken or the egg. Yeah, here's. Oh, Ben, you should you should probably go because I've already I've talked for um, a bit already. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Some aspects of this thing are like, yeah, I think, like, Lagosi has been developing it's it's uh, very gradual but i think it is there um but uh, yeah i wish you'd get on i think his whole thing about him like struggling with his like bestial nature and that 
I'm not completely sold yeah, on it. Especially because they're not really doing anything interesting with that conflict. Like it's the they're just trying they're just making the exact same points over and over again with it. Yeah, I mean uh, Haru finally told him, yeah. you know, that yeah, somebody scratched him and you know, and he's like, Well, I'd like to tell her, but I'm not sure how she'll handle it. Well, you know, uh eventually it's it may come out, may not come out, but well, that's a that's just dumb teenager behavior. You know what I'd like to see if they're gonna go with this love triangle angle, like literally any charisma between Lugosi and Haru would be nice. Just anything. They have they have negative charisma. Like you mean chemistry? Yeah, chemistry. Like they like Lugosi is constantly awkward and saying the worst things possible <laughs> uh, basically every moment he gets gets a chance uh, I do, and I, haru like likes him as a friend but mostly just wants him to you know give her some space and not be all weird constantly like well, at, at least at least with the haru and um louis dynamic like it, even though they're not like explicitly boyfriend and girlfriend, like there's more interesting chemistry and conflict there. Well, yeah, especially since he because like go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say since he's oh. told her that he's got a fiance, so uh, you know this is gonna be a, this is gonna be flingy one night standing, and then one time I'm gonna be gone, and that's it. Yeah, See you later, but also bye. like we've never we've never seen his fiance, and Luis doesn't really seem to care about her very much he says that with a tongue and cheek with an air of with an air of resignation let's say uh, right it's basically for him it's basically a political yeah, yeah and like um, and like as much as he like tries to play his relationship with haru off as like just you know a, a flight of fancy and like therapy for himself basically like there's clearly more going on there and i know his relationship is just way more compelling and i just do not give a shit about whatever lugosi has going on with haru um well i will i i actually buy i actually got i have more buy-in with uh with uh lugosi and haru's relationship i i I'm I'm pretty sold on. You know what? You know what would be cool, and they're probably not going to do this. But what would be cool is if, like, especially with like the reveal we get about Juno, is that she appears at first blush to be very much like Lugosi, just on the more extroverted part of the spectrum, where they're both very concerned about their image as you know big predators um and very much try and like be nice put on a friendly face and whereas like lugosi he's just like that at all times juno will as we've seen let that drop if it is socially or politically convenient for her to do so she does have a fierce side when she feels she needs to use it. And, like, seeing Lugosi sort of grapple with that 
and maybe even being tempted to try that himself to see how it works for him would be kind of neat. I just think there's a lot more potential with comparing and contrasting Juno and Lugosi in a relationship where they can both influence each other. And it just doesn't seem like they're going to go in that direction at all. I think, yeah, I think Juno is going to be the catalyst that, uh, that moves, uh, that moves, uh, Lugosi and Haru's relationship forward. Yeah, that it's, it's going to be the, yeah, it's basically just going to be like, oh, Juno wasn't who I thought she was. So just Haru by default wins. Cause it turns out Juno is a bad person. And I, uh, that's not Just what the I only got. Thing That's I, not what I got out of it. What I got out of it is that it's totally what I got from that scene. <laughs> no, my well, thing I'll is, tell you is what that I got from it. But in a minute. go ahead. It's it's not whether it you know it's it's not Juno is a bad person. It's just Juno is not the one that Lugosi wants. Well, here's he my is just fear. not that into her. Well, here's here's my fear. If uh, Juno, who really does want Lugosi, uh, feels that uh, the only way to get Lugosi is to have a Haru a lunch. Just, a, yeah, just like, a thought. Like, if, if Lugosi isn't into Juno, like, that's fine. That could, that could be an interesting storyline as well. I just, again, my primary issue with the way they're going is that I don't believe for even a second that Lugosi and Haru is a relationship that would work out. Like, I don't get... I just don't get why that is a thing that's happening. I have not bought into that even a tiny bit. Uh, Well, I have, which is why I'm enjoying... Which is why why I'm enjoying this show more than you, I think. Uh, Yeah, probably, because, like... At this point, they've put so much emphasis on that love triangle that, like, if you're there for literally anything else, good luck. Alright, I give them mm, fours. Yeah, I'm gonna give them fours. I think I'm... Twos. No, wait, I'll give give episode three just because of that chicken segment. Yeah. But otherwise, this seems to be following the same trajectory that Carol on Tuesday was for me, where I start out really positive on it, and then it slowly burns away my goodwill. Well, I'm still not... Yeah, it was... I wonder if this is just going to be the arc for all Netflix anime from here on out, where I'll start out like, oh yeah, this show is amazing, and it's like, f*** this show. <laughs> Sorry, I'll just beep that, huh? Well, it, uh, <laughs> like I said, you know, at the beginning, it, this review was probably going to wind up being a train wreck, and you know, we're not even we're not even into the good stuff yet. Uh, yeah, good stuff like high school prodigies have it easy even in another world episodes nine through ten, which I have not watched. So go to town, I guess. Okay. Well, episode nine was pretty good. Episode 10, the first half of it, was interminable. I could not stand it. Oh, the date? Oh, Oh, no. The Ringo date. Oh, yeah, that was dumb. I could... No. 
Okay, yeah, Ringo has a thing for... Ringo has a thing for Tsukasa, but... Come on. It's just... The way they deal with it, the way they handle it is just... Lame. It's past lame. I, I will give you that. Um, the... Underlying, yeah, we can't make peace with them until we win over the people because... Um, there's there's no way they they want too much. Yeah, I, I've seen that before. Yeah, like the political stuff. Uh, the political stuff is actually kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So like the second half and of episode ten, I think got better. Well, and the thing is, is you know, uh, I think it's Gustav, the guy with the firing arms. Uh, we haven't found a body yet. You know, that's not that's not a positive sign. Right. And he's still floating around loose uh, in the vernacular of floating uh, and decides to show up out of nowhere uh, like he has before. Yeah. This, this could this could pose a problem for the uh, for the assembled group. But we'll just have to see what happens. I'd sure like to know what he told her there at the last that she sat down in front of the computer and chastised the bear and said, let's get to work. I wonder I wonder what he's got cooked up. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, this series is kind of, it's kind of, it, it's kind of uneven for me because there's moments that I really like and I like it like, you know, like how, you know, the, the plans of our prodigies play out. I, I, I really enjoy watching that, but other stuff, other stuff is just dumb. There's good, there's great execution, but some of the storyline we would have been better off without. Oh yeah. Also, immense quantities of fan service. Meow, meow. Yeah, I will admit it hit both genders this time. Of course, I could say something that would pique Dusty's interest: cat ears and a tail. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of look, Larry. There's a lot of an... there's a lot of real garbage anime that have cat girls. It's gonna have to do better than that. Oh, uh, it did okay on a scale of one to ten. I give it about a six and a half. It, it won't top some other stuff that I've thought of dressed up in cat ears, but that's fine. You got something started last week with that dang cat ears coming. <laughs> uh, yeah, sit there and just chuckle right along. Um, what to give these episodes? Uh, Away would be a great thing, but... Uh, uh, damn. Let's see. <laughs> I'm going to give episode 9 a 3 and episode 10 a 2. I think I'm both 3s. I can, I can go with the... Uh, uh, dancing with Ringo bit for a while. But after that, it's like, yeah, come on, guys. Let's find something more original. I mean, new somewhere along the line. At least it didn't end up a beach episode, okay? I don't mind those. Even I don't mind those kinds of episodes. I don't even mind you know, the fan service in this show. But, you know, I mean, yes, they wound up at the beach, but it was because that's where, I guess, he carried her after she fell asleep. 
Well, it's because they're the they're in a coastal city. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I can I can handle my way through all the rest of that, but it was like, yeah, I was expecting a little more out of this. I just, like I said, I'm wondering what Ringo's going to build next. Oh, the the little bit of backstory about Ringo. Yeah, we've seen that before. The brilliant child, and the mother going, yeah, why did I give birth to you? We could can that nonsense too. Sometimes children are brilliant. Parents should be proud, even if they outdo their children, which is actually the idea you know if your kids are smart enough and outdo you that should be a good thing not a bad thing but i digress moving right along <laughs> all right um oh what's next here uh kimono michi episodes nine and ten did any did, of us watch this i did not watch them i didn't skip so yeah I think that really says all we need to about Kimono Michi these days. I was going to get to him. I just hadn't gotten around to him. Uh, all right. My Hero Academy, episodes six through seven. Okay. Uh, I did catch up on these. Oh, well, yeah. I'm glad so you did. So did I. Yeah. They were fine. I don't know. Like, well, or I had a hard time getting excited about them because, like, it was a lot of just going to do some exposition and... Get ready for the big fight. Yep. Well, what I kind of like about this is, like, is that it's not pointless exposition for me. I mean, because I thought, like, what they were going, what they were going over was kind of interesting, and it plays in, and I like how it plays into the world building in this show. And just how... Like, actually kind of really solid the world building is. In terms of its internal consistency. Yeah, I mean, I, there are parts of it that I, that I definitely appreciate. Like, there's, I think, a section in, I want to say, uh, episode 6, maybe? Where they start talking about how, like, oh... This is, like, the real deal. Like, we're gonna be fighting against an actually, like, very dangerous person. Yeah. And this is just how it is for professional heroes. Yeah, we're gonna fight a real professional big... Professional Yeah, we're gonna fight a real big bad. Yeah, like, the... Like, these literal children... <laughs> uh, realizing that they're going to have to go into a like life or death situation which like they've granted they've been in before but always unintentionally on the part of the faculty like those other those other times were not supposed to happen those happened because the administration just failed to protect them properly those, those, are, um, those are known as oopses yeah this time though they're going into a highly dangerous situation against like an actual big time villain on purpose uh and it's a little freaky and i like that mm -hmm. they're acknowledging that yeah you know, today's big bad brought to you by the letter so so like even though the the two episodes were largely kind of just this blank space in my memory uh i i i definitely remember that part because i was like oh it's cool that they're actually addressing this thing 
that would freak out a normal teenage boy or girl. Well, the, uh, the leaving the leaving you. the girl like, the leaving the girl behind, you know, that's that's got Deku all all riled up and his partner who was with him at the time that the girl got left behind. Uh, thought he was doing the right thing and probably did the right thing by having him politely withdraw. But yeah, now, and of course we've we've invaded the big bad's lair and uh, right. Well, yeah, because yeah. uh, right back in episode four, Hunter Overhaul. That's the thing is if they'd actually if they'd actually gotten into it, Overhaul would have killed them because uh, they they didn't. Like they didn't know what his quirk was, and uh, oh yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, it would have left little pieces of Deku everywhere. Now, question is, if Overhaul had gotten hold of Deku, would he have gotten a ha- his hands on one for all? Uh, that's I not don't how think that that's works. how it works. You have to give it up willingly. Like the only one who could take, who could theoretically take it, is like. Did he die? Uh, I can't remember. Or did he just go into prison? Oh yeah, prison? all for one. All for one is still alive, still in jail. Okay, all right. I couldn't remember. But, uh, but see, he's he was taking something that was neutralizing quirks. And he was getting that blood from somewhere. Well, that well, actually, that's uh, that's gone over in great detail in the episode, in that in the fact that. Uh, Aerie has, Aerie, for some reason, her blood has a quirk that nullifies other quirks. Uh, ah, okay. And, and so what's been happening is that, uh, is that, uh, Overhaul has been using Aerie's blood to make bullets that shut Daddy's down other people's quirks. Daddy's been weaponizing his daughter. Oh my god, it's literally Death Stranding. <laughs> yeah, so Daddy's been weaponizing his daughter. Yeah... Yeah, that's the it's like okay. That shows you that like, and overhaul is like, that's like that's the kind of villain that you just want to you just want to see the heroes own that dude. Yeah, overhaul's like super evil, definitely. <laughs> that and the ads um, an issue are three or four or ten. But yeah, anyway, um. Yeah, I mean, like, again, I don't think these episodes were necessarily bad. Um, uh, there there were certainly parts I liked about them. It, it did just feel a little like, all right, here's the big exposition dump we need before we go into battle time. <laughs> dump. That's, that was a good word. I think it was a dump. I give them... Oh, we don't do halves. Okay, I'm going to give them threes. <laughs> uh, I, I can agree with that. I'll give them threes as well. I'm going to give them fours. Benjamin. I'm giving him fours. Good for you. All right. Uh, let's see here. Next we've got No Guns... Wait, hold on. Were we going to do No Guns Life as like a sort of... Season overall thing at the end. Well, if you are... yeah, that was your okay. that was uh, that was your plan. Yeah. Okay. Although the uh, no guns life was pr- no guns life. Uh, these uh, the last the last couple episodes are really good. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm still enjoying it. I just think like 
I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like I have so little to say about the individual episodes themselves. Because well, uh, a lot of them just follow a very similar arc. Okay, well, I'll edit that off the list, too. Um, anyway, uh, Chifaya Huru? Chihaya Furu. <laughs> Season 3, episodes 8 through 9. Uh-huh, yeah. So, right, so, uh, Shihaya wakes up and realizes that Tai Chi does want to be master. And has her slightly... He sli- sure does. Yeah, has herself slightly upset. <sighs> Again, like yeah, I said... So for, like, like, most of the... Well, like I said in the pre, close only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and a few other things, but it does not count in Kartra. And, I mean, Tai Chi got so close... But that's all the further he got was so close. Well, yeah, what I was, what I really, what I really liked about, I mean, like, Chihaya, yeah, Chihaya was not, was not in good form in these episodes. I mean, she was mostly zoned out until, like, uh, until, until, like, this, like, uh, her, one of her classmates actually takes her phone away. Oh, yeah, until one of her classmates is like, Hey, Chihaya, Chih- oh, Chihaya stop being a dick and, like, have fun with us for once. Yeah. Right, and it's like, right, I mean, you're supposed to be into Karada, right? You're supposed to know all this stuff about these, uh, hundred poets, right? And Like, teach me something. Yeah. Socialize. Well... Yeah, it's like we're right in the middle of this museum dedicated to the hundred poets. Well, the only saving grace in that part is Kaede. They bump into Kaede, the walking, talking encyclopedia when it comes to those subjects. Uh, oh, you mean Kana? Uh, it's Kaede Ono. I'm pretty sure. Hang on a second. I'm, uh... I'm going to stay out of this argument because I cannot pretend to know literally anyone else's name on this show other than Arata, Chihaya, Chihaya and Taichi. It's, uh, <laughs> I think her name is Kanade. Right, well, so, okay. Which, uh, Chihaya, Chihaya always keeps calling her Kana-chan. Uh... Um... <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm suddenly thinking. I'm suddenly imagining Majima from the Yakuza game saying Kanachan. No, well, it's actually. Uh, just ignore me. It's My actually this. Uh, but, but the, uh, but yeah. So although, so eventually, at the end of, uh, let's see, at the end, eventually, Chihaya kind of has a mini epiphany, but. Most of the action is about, uh, is, seems to be focused on, uh, Tai Chi and his struggles at this tournament where he, uh, where he loses by one card. Oh, yeah. He's like, ah, oh, look at the draw. And then their awesome mentor character, whose name I can never Dr. remember. Dr. Harada. Harada Harada, right, yeah. Yeah, he's all like, no, kid. You make your own luck. <laughs> uh, and he does a cool thing where he's like, well, the, the cards that will never be called will never be called. Uh, and it's a very good, like, 
shonen moment of the old master showing his stuff that he's still got it. Yeah, uh, I know about the bad knees bit, boy. Yeah. When, when he when he had the bad knees bit, I was like, yeah, I feel your pain. Yeah, I was like, that is a moment for Larry. <sighs> Thank you. Oh, I'm actually I'm actually starting to get to that. I'm starting to get to that point myself. So yes, I feel for that. Dude. The only thing I can say, Dusty, look what you got. Look forward to. Oh yeah. Uh yeah. Look, there's a reason why I bought Ring Fit Adventure. Uh-huh. <laughs> gotta stave that off for as long as I can. Yeah. Yeah. But we've digressed stuck again. Out at me. What, what stuck out at me in these episodes was uh, the the was the way they focus was the way they had the bits they had with uh, uh, Shinobu the Queen and Suo the Majin oh. the Master. Oh yeah, uh, Shinobu <laughs> Shinobu's arrival on the sidecar of the motorcycle and then walking in with her fashion sense or lack of. Uh. She looked like she just walked right out of Akihabara. Well, it's either that or she just got out of bed and that's how she slept. Actually, I think in the previous episode, it's like, wait, it's her her mom, her mom actually calls her on that. Wait, you're going out in your pajamas? Yeah, it's what I'm saying. I, I remember that part. Yeah, that's hilarious. Well, it gets at just how... Like, when you get to, like, the master and queen level, all these people who are, like, at that level are just profoundly strange people. And it's amazing. Yeah, and the master's quiet uh, intimidation, and that's the word that I'm going to use for what I saw, especially if Tai Chi goes, yeah, you'll be master, just not next. Like, yeah... Yeah, that's a great way to throw well, your opponent off, by the way. Well, no, that was what he was... Uh, he was saying that to Arata. Um, oh, wait a minute, how did... Okay, I got that screwed up. Uh, yeah, yeah so, yeah, it's like... Right, so Swo... Yeah, Swo's talking to Arata between matches, and... <clears throat> Swo's like... Eventually, one day, you'll become the master, but you won't be the next master. That's right, because Hot Shot's going for five in a row. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I'm back with you. I got it all. That, that's the problem. There was too much bouncing back and forth, and I'm trying to do five things at once and watch anime. Wrong. <laughs> well, no, I think what they're build what they're building up to is the uh, is the confrontation between is is a confrontation between uh, Arata and Taichi when the uh, when Master, when Swo finally retires, when Swo finally retires, it's gonna be up to it's gonna be between Arta and Taichi to decide who's gonna be the next master. Oh yeah. Well, I thought Taichi only had this one chance. That's why he he went all for it this time because uh, of his education. Some people say he has that chance, but uh, uh, I know his mother was basically fried. Yeah. She was. Oh yeah, she, and she uh, Sumire actually. Uh, Sumire actually uh, actually has a pretty good moment where she steps up and is like, "Oh, you can't come." Basically, trying to keep uh, trying to keep uh, uh, Taichi's mo- Taichi's mom from bugging him. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, she thought she was going to score brownie points with mom about all this, and then she realized that mom doesn't want him doing this, and she's like, wait a minute, no, to heck with mom, I'm going to, I'll, I'll just, yeah. I still have my sights set on something, and if I side with mom, I'll never get it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, like how I put that? I, I thought that was, I thought that was pretty... <laughs> Because I tell you what, I don't know if Chiaya actually has a romantic interest in either Tai Chi or Atra. Um, actually, I think somewhere around, uh, somewhere toward the end of uh, season two, uh, it actually mentions that she's uh, has feelings for Arta. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, she does start to realize she has boy feelings. So, yeah. Uh, they, yeah, they, it, she just hasn't like really explored that much. No, it takes away from her card playing. Exactly. Yeah. Uh. Or, yeah, I mean, like, I I don't really have much to add, honestly. Like, I like these episodes a lot. There was some really great stuff in them. Um, I give them fives, four, fives. I, yes, I, I'm fours. This show is still firing on all cylinders for me. <laughs> I, 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 once it, again, it stalled. Once again, the only show I am universally positive on. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, with uh, uh, Chihai not being there, in my opinion, it, it kind of stalled. But I don't know. I kind of like Chihai off doing her own thing. Yeah, well, she wants to not be, n- not being the one who is totally, completely having her life consumed by Karta at all moments. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, I give them fours. Hey, guess what? All right. I think that means we're almost done. Yeah, we're... you want to say something that I don't We're done. About. Well, okay. I Actually, think? there is one thing I want to talk about, and okay. that is... Uh, all right. Like, uh, Stars Align has been really bringing it this season oh right i do need to watch that uh because right because actually i think episode eight actually had this like incredibly sensitive and uh, nuanced take on gender identity issues really huh yes that's not something i expect from anime well okay because like one of the one of the characters who becomes like the uh one of the guys who becomes he becomes the manager of the team. Uh, uh, he's uh, he is well. Turn like okay. At first, they think like he's he's gay, but later on in episode eight, uh, <clears throat> later on in episode eight, like uh, it turns out what he what he's what he actually has is that he's uh, he sort of has. He's not really sure what gender he want he wants to identify as. Okay, so gender fluid, basically. Yes. Um, and do they do a discussion on pronouns? Uh, on names specifically, uh, because okay. his name is Yuta, uh, and and like and so there's like this this uh, like a, the heart of this episode is this conversation between uh, Yuta and Maki, who's like. The main, who's the main character, uh, 
where like Maki actually put you know Maki actually like you know talks him through you know start like is like talking him through his issues with like you know his you know sort of uh, kind of confusion about his gender identity and actually you know shares like this heartwarming story about turns out like uh, it turns out his mom's uh, his mom's friend at work actually is transgender. Oh, okay. Huh. And, you know, and so, and, right, so Maki is, like, telling, telling, uh, Yuta, uh, this, this person's story. And, and just, it's, yeah, it's not something you see in anime almost ever. Yeah. <laughs> and it's even, amazing. Like, even shows that, like, uh, are more progressive about these sorts of things. Like, even they don't tend to directly address uh, right. the idea of gender identities. Um, right. Unless it is literally specifically about that. <laughs> right. And so, right, and so this, so, like, Yuta actually, you know, says that he, like, he prefers being called you instead of Yuta. Because mm. it's more, dang it, it more fits it more fits with his gender fluidity or whatever. It's uh, anyway, and like so this uh, so this show is actually I mean like right I mean like the sports stuff is really good, but what's really bringing it over the top is the uh, like the focus on the uh, the lives of these uh, you know these characters who are part of the soft tennis team. And how each of them has, well, basically their own form of uh, family dysfunction. And parents that just don't understand. Yeah. So, <laughs> I really recommend this show. It's... Cool. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. So, uh, what's the uh, actual name of this? Stars uh, Align. Hoshino Sora. And, oh, right. Yeah, the... The non-translated but, name, you mean? Yes, well, yeah. the non-trans the, the yes, the non-translated name is Hoshi I know Sora, but it's the translation. It's Stars Align. All right. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty neat. Um, I okay, so it's not anime, but yes, I have. I have been watching that Star Wars Clone Wars series, you know, the the three D CG one. The the with the pint size Yoda. Well, I've also no. been watching Mandalorian. Um okay. the uh, Aaron just asked me if we watched Mandalorian. I have been watching Mandalorian and playing Jedi Fallen Order, and that made me like and that made me think like, man, I really do like Star Wars a lot. <laughs> So that is like, what Star Wars content have I not consumed yet? Uh, and I started watching Clone Wars. Uh, the show's pretty good. The show's pretty good. Um, don't really have much more to say than that, because I bet most people have already watched that show who would care about it, because it's, it's been many years. But anyway, I should we should get done, because I just heard a doorbell yep. noise happen on someone's it's, it's, uh, microphone it's federally depressed uh so yeah anyway uh you can find show notes at w 
you can send your comments or questions to us, I guess, uh, at uh, audioentropy.com or projectharhi.net or by sending us an email at bakacast at projectharhi.net. Ben. Dustin. Three, two, one. Kiribosh. Kiribosh. Oh, I, no, no Larry leadoff. I just got freaked out for a moment. Bye, everybody. <laughs>